Scott. Amen. So we're going to finish up uh, this chapter four to talk about Arlindo's conversion and how he was converted to the Lord. Yeah, which is a major blessing. It's because of, of God bringing people to truth, to the knowledge of truth, that we have understanding sometimes of some of the things that plagued them and hindered them so that we can be better equipped to avoid these kinds of disasters in our lives. And so when God saves people, they overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony. And the word of his testimony is very, very powerful in understanding how Jesus can uh, appear to people and bring them truth. He knows how to win everybody. Uh, How you were one to Christ was God's plan for you. There are different plans for different people. And that's why we as believers are commanded to preach the gospel to everybody, not trying to judge who's going to receive or who's not going to receive ahead of time. But, you know, when God moves you with the unction to share Christ, uh, we do that. And I know and I believe that we'll be led to do that more and more uh, as God continues to reveal his great plan of salvation for the whole earth. So I'm excited about it. I think um, there are so many opportunities that we will have. We have now and we'll have in the future again uh, to share the love of Christ with those who don't know him and to also impart to those who do a greater understanding of the things of God. So it's good to be able to do both. There's a ministry that we have to other believers. There is a ministry also that we have to the lost. And it is to bring everybody under this covenant with God. And so it's a a great plan that God has. So I'm just uh, overwhelmed that God would uh, choose me to be a part of that. And it's a wonderful thing to know that God has chosen you as well to be a part of his plan on the earth. Amen. Don't ever count yourself out. Don't let things go over your head or discount them as not being for you. Everything that's preached here is for everybody here. And so we we don't have to uh, discriminate against anybody. We can't say it's not for you. It is for you. It's for, uh, you know, we've always misjudged. Uh, the things of God that way we you know I know when I was a young Christian I would think well God wouldn't use anybody until they've been saved x number of years and you know all of this you put it on a basis of I guess seniority because that's what the world does but then I began to really listen to God and begin to be led by his spirit and I found that God uses everybody who will obey him and who will yield to him Some of my first attempts of of sharing Christ with people uh, weren't that good. They were pretty sloppy. Uh, But, you know, God takes whatever we can share and whatever seed we have, whatever truth we know, God will use that truth. And so if he'll use, uh, you know, Baptists to preach the gospel and they don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they can get people converted to the level of knowledge that they have. Same thing with us. We can get people converted to the level of knowledge that we have. And so I believe that that God will use everybody at the level of knowledge that they have. Um, Light is light. And when it shines in on darkness, it's a blessing. And so whatever measure of light you feel you may have or don't have, use that to shine in on the darkness that's in the earth. And it will be a blessing 
uh, to people. It's it's a good thing to to understand that about God and how he really, really wants to use us. And he really wants to save the world. So on page 47, <clears throat> we see where the witch doctor was converted to Christ. And so this is Arlindo's story. We've been uh, edified and, and taught and given information on the things that he experienced as a witch doctor. And now we want to see the great power of God to come in on top of that darkness. Um, I don't think we should ever let darkness be the end of the story. You know, that we always have to find where did God come in and do his work in that individual and where is the testimony of God in these things. And so he says, could a man who was baptized to the devil before he was born and who devoted 40 years of his life to witchcraft ever come to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and have a rich experience in God? The answer is yes. Arlindo Barbarossa, Barbosa de Oliveria is a living example of the truth that God's power is the same today. Believing the people of America would like to know how this conversion came about, I've set forth this account of it just as Arlindo told it to me. In the beginning, God led me slowly and kindly. It was my last year as a witch doctor that I dreamed a most wonderful dream. I saw a beautiful white man with lovely blue eyes and long hair, a man over 30 years of age. He came to me in my dream and said, Arlindo, do not follow this witchcraft any longer. It's all bad and evil. I answered this beautiful man in my dream and said, I don't know you, but please believe me. Macumba is not bad. I help men find jobs. I heal the sick. Looking at me tenderly and sadly, he said, yes, Arlindo, it is all bad and it is not the work of God. <clears throat> this is an interesting because many times we will find people who are deceived and believing wrong things and we want to soft pedal the truth. And you see, Jesus was kind, <clears throat> but he told him the truth. And so the Holy Spirit will never uh, not allow people to know what's true if they're deceived. And so a series of dreams over a year's period of time finally convinced him. So sometimes people don't receive what you have to say the first time you say it. But that doesn't mean it's not truth. It doesn't mean that you can't tell them anymore. And it doesn't mean that they won't eventually receive the truth. We have to give truth at all times. We can't doctor it up and we can't pretty it up. And we can't withhold anything, especially when there's an unction to say it. And so he says, he was, he says, I was disturbed. I said to him, please let me know how it is bad. He answered me in these words. It is enchantment and witchcraft. And it is the devil's power, not God's power. Now, how many people would have the courage just to say that? You understand what I'm saying? You see how we sometimes miss it because we want to, so to speak, spare people's feelings Uh, we don't want to be mean we don't want to be unkind but we're talking about uh, words that will deliver a person that will challenge what they believe and so when we it's just like what's going on with the homosexual movement now the homosexual is trying to get the church to renounce the Lord that's really what they're trying to get us to do and saying that, <clears throat> you know, we are people who preach hatred when we don't condone their behavior. 
you know, it just is an accusation that they're hoping will influence us to back off of our stand in Christ. And so you can't back down because it isn't your truth. You didn't make it up. That truth doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God. And even if you come across as mean and unkind and unfeeling, don't you know that God is bigger than your shortcomings? He's bigger than your inability to, with pretty speech or, or speech that can be received. And, and there's going to be two reactions to your words. We've studied this before. When people are, are cut to the heart, when their hearts are pierced because of your words, they will either uh, you know, ask what they can do to be saved, they'll repent, or they will get angry and want to make trouble for you. And so, so you're going to get both reactions. You can't control a person's reaction to your words. You just can't. You can say the nicest, kindest things to some people, and they'll get mad at you anyway, just because they don't want to hear anything kind. They don't believe anything good about themselves. There are some people that just want to hear good all the time, and they don't grow very much because they don't want to hear correction or the truth or or have to change what they believe in any way so you're going to get both kinds of people i don't care but but this this is not our message to change it's not our message to alter this is the faith that was delivered to us we didn't make it up we can't change it we can't alter it we can't make it sound different than what it's going to sound the only thing we can do is pray as best we can that that seed will be sown and that word will be heard and that person will get converted and they will be saved and they'll be healed. And so that's our responsibility to ask God to cause that word to be heard and let that word prosper in the thing that we send it into. Amen. And so if we'll do that, you know, where it's planted and reinforce that seed. You know, you don't want to pluck it up. With a lot of, oh, excuse me, and I don't mean to hurt your feelings and making apologies and things of that nature. Uh, But we need to make sure that we are obeying the unction of the Holy Spirit and we're speaking truth to all men. So in this dream, uh, this man tells him that it is the work, it's bad and it's not the work of God. He said it's enchantment and witchcraft and it's the devil's power, not God's power. And that's just real plain. Not a few word, not many words, but very plain words and very easy to be understood. I mean, he can't misunderstand this. He says, when I awoke from my dream, I was so distressed, I did not know what to do. Distress is good if you're not on the right side of, of your eternity. You understand what I'm saying? He said he didn't know what to do. Spiritism was the only religion I had ever known in my life. I was a true slave of witchcraft, devoting from 12 to 16 hours of every day to its practice. And you wonder about us sometimes. We can't even make it three hours at a time and complaining and struggling and. See, the the devil demands. God will allow you to uh, cooperate with him. He's not going to push you to do it. He's not going to shove you. But you'll see the results based on what you do that he leads you to do. If you don't see good results, 
look at what you're sowing, you know, and look at the time you spend. Look at how you are, are doing the things that you do. I know earlier uh, at the beginning of last year, I made up my mind I was going to just make myself go through the Bible, you know, and, and I've done it many times, started, you know, when the summer comes, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember doing that like a month ago or something, you know, and I made up my mind. I said, well, if you fall behind, just keep going, you know, don't let that stop you from doing it at all. I can't tell you the ways that God has helped me just from continuing with that commitment to stay in the word faithfully every day. And I do it before I get out of bed because I know after I roll out, it's over. You you know, you don't go back to that. And so I made up my mind. At first I said, well, I should get up and I should, you know, all this stuff. And then I said, nah, you know, you know how you roll. So stay in there until you're ready to roll out. But get your word in you first. And so God has been able to help me with many things centered around my spending time in the word. A lot of you who uh, see the Facebook posts I do every day, I do a different one. Even though we have a daily devotional on the website and that comes over there too, I do a different one every day for, for Facebook. That comes out of my daily reading and daily devotional. Amen. And so God's done some very, very good things. I think at some point we can pull those and make a devotional out of those things, you know, so that other people can have it and so forth. And so the work goes on and God will make it so easy for you if you'll spend that time with him. You know, it's it's. I won't say it's not much time. It's as much time as you need to spend. You spend as much time as you need to spend with God. Don't cut corners on him and don't uh, don't try to make it like, oh, this is this is nothing. You know, spend an hour, spend two hours, you know, spend three hours if you need to. And, and spend that time with God so that you can be equipped and you can be outfitted you can be ready you can be poised you can be all of those things that god wants you to be and you can sow the word more for other people and it's it's a wonderful thing when you see how god works these things out so i was very glad i decided to do that my goal still is to spend more time praying in the spirit every day i still have to master that and conquer that but still i'm not going to give up and i'm not going to quit because i know god will will prosper me for spending that time in the word and I do it every day I do it every day and so it's a good thing to to do that and to make that your habit and make that your your um, but but it's voluntary on my part it's voluntary but I'm committed you know uh, it's voluntary but it's necessary and so I don't have the devil twisting me for 12 hours and 16 hours and cutting myself and going in trances and all that kind of stuff I have a, a voluntary relationship with God you know where he we're friends God is my friend and I am his friend and there's nothing I won't do for the Lord. And I've told him that over and over and over again because I know he'll enable me to do it. He's not going to ask me to do something that, that's going to be hard for me or be a chore for me. I trust him. Amen. When you trust somebody, you know that they, they'll, they'll help you with that. They, they're your friend and they're kind to you. So anyway, he was a slave, of, a true slave of rich craft, 12 to 16 hours every day. You wonder how he stayed married. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, stuff like that. The devil don't care. You understand what I'm saying? He just don't care. He'll take you away from your family. He'll take you away from everything if he can. He says, I thought of little else but the dream. 
for days afterwards. It would come back to me and torment me. It's a good torment because it will move him to do something about it. Jesus returns 30 times. He said, during the next year, this beautiful white man with blue eyes and white hair appeared to me in my dreams about 30 times. Sometimes a dream would come once a week, other times once a month. One thing was sure, very slowly I was wanting to leave witchcraft. Very slowly he was wanting to leave witchcraft. See, God knows how fast to take people. He knows what to say, when to say it. He knows how to guide people. He knows how to lead people. And this one, Jesus did himself. He did the convincing himself. The Holy Spirit is the convincer, folks. We can't convince people of anything. The Bible says that God tells us to preach the gospel. We're to minister to people. We're to touch people. We're to heal people. We're to cast out devils. We're to pray for people so that they can be delivered. Their broken hearts can be bound up. They can know comfort and they can know uh, security in God. You know, we were at uh, uh, we were at Kalahari for the Christmas buffet and, and Becky was working and she there was a gentleman that was waiting on our table and he just we were just talking about him a minute ago and, and he was he was just all over the place. Every time he would come past me I would see feel pain on him. There's something not right. And so but he was real nice to us and he, you know, kinda started out slow and making excuses, but you know, he kinda caught up after a while and and uh and so uh I, we were just talking, and I think Tippy was reminding us that he was taking our picture. We got him to take a picture of everybody. He was arranged, rearranging. You get over here and sit here. And you, <laughs> real, real meticulous and everything. And so, uh, but when he he said something, the tone tone asked him about a tattoo he had, and he said that his partner had just committed suicide ten days ago, and he was the one that found him. And so he was putting his hand over to, to to give give somebody something like water or something. And so as he pulled it back, I grabbed his hand. I said, do you mind if I pray for you? And so the Lord told me to pray for him, that God would touch him and heal him and take that pain away from him. Because there's something wrong with people when they chatter and chatter a lot and they're nervous. And you can tell there's a high anxiety there and everything. And when I got home, I took authority over those suicide spirits that they wouldn't attach themselves, you know, to him and that kind of stuff. And so Becky was working with him. And she when she got she came up to the room with camping out in the room and everything. So uh, Becky stayed with us that night and she was telling us that. She said, he said he was so impressed. He was so thankful for that prayer. He said, nobody ever has offered to pray for him. And he just couldn't believe that you knew he needed prayer and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it impressed him that God cared enough about him to care about his pain. You got me? God's not the author of pain. I don't care what you're painting about. Now, you know, we all know the relationship's wrong, but he's hurt. You got me? How many of y'all been in Walmart? I ain't going to know. Don't put your hand up. I don't. That'll be a whole nother sermon for a whole nother day. We ain't going there today. But you understand what I'm saying. You've been somewhere you ain't got no business being with somebody you ain't got no business being. But, and you got hurt. God cares about that pain. You hear me? And he has healing for that pain. You're not alone in, in that pain. He wants to heal that. 
And so, and he will heal it. You got me? Because we belong to him and Jesus is the healer. And so, uh, anyway, how'd I get over there? I better get back over here. <laughs> but it, it's important that we do things the way God tells us to do them. You know, we can reach in to the depths of sin and minister to people. You know, you have healing virtue in you. You got me? You've got the healer living in you. Need to let him out. Huh? Come out healer in Jesus' name. Come out of us. Do what you want to do with humanity. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, he was. He said during the next year, he had a visitation from the Lord 30 times in this dream. Sometimes a dream would come once a week, other times once a month. One thing was sure, very slowly I was wanting to leave witchcraft. I began to man this, to love this man of my dreams and to believe him. I can now see the evil in my companions, which I could not see before. It's the first thing he does. God will start to uproot you from those situations that bind you. He'll get you up out of that. By this time, I truly wanted to desert witchcraft, but I found fear in my heart. I was afraid the devils would kill me. Not knowing where to turn, I went to a Roman Catholic church and consulted a priest. I explained to him how I was baptized to the devil before I was born and had been a witch doctor for 40 years. I told him about the... He probably said, me too, man. No, he didn't. That's wrong, ain't it? I'm sorry, I quit. I told him about the dream that I had had during the last year and that I wished to confess my sins and become a Christian. So he's asking for the right thing. The first question the priest asked me was this. Are you married? What does that have to do with your eternal salvation? Hmm? You see where religion will take you off the wall over into some totally irrelevant, immaterial, and illegal. Judge Rohanry, sir. I answered, yes, I have a wife and one daughter. Then he questioned me, were you married by the church? I told him in reply we were married in a civil ceremony. Then the priest said he would not talk with me nor help me until I brought my wife and we were married in the church. (laughs) I was willing to do anything to get a good conscience and peace in my heart. I spoke to my wife about the dreams I had and about my talk with the priest and I asked her, see, this whole conversation should never have taken place. This is the devil's mission to steal, kill, and destroy. So he he starts trouble in this guy's marriage. You got me? This this is how they operate. They get you off on a tangent about something that has no relevance to your eternal salvation. Went to talk to his wife and asked her if she was willing to have a church wedding. Rather than being willing, my wife became very angry. She told me that she had been closely associated with Catholic priests when she was a girl, that I was the one who had led her deep into spiritism, and that she had no intentions of ever seeing a priest or being married in the Roman Catholic Church. I returned to the priest, explained to him that my wife did not like the church and would not consent to a church wedding. The priest ordered me to purchase an image of Christ, take it home, kneel before it until my wife was willing to obey. I purchased this image, 
But when my wife saw it, she became so angry that we had a fight and the image was broken into pieces. Very sadly, I returned to the priest determined to talk with him. I said, Father, I want to leave witchcraft. You must help me. I feel that I'm going to die. Where will I go? The priest said, there are three places the dead go. Some go to heaven. Some go to purgatory. Others go to hell. Father, where would I go if I died? You will go to hell, the priest. (laughs) And there's nothing I can do about it, right? I'm a minister, but you're going to hell and there's nothing I can do about it. I began pleading with him by saying, you are sending my soul to hell because you refuse to forgive my sins. Anyway, is my salvation collective or is it personal? You've got more sense than the priest does. See? Can I go to heaven without my wife? <laughs> That's what I'd say. I'm on the first thing smoking. God will take care of her when it's her turn. But right now it's my turn. My number's been pulled. Can I go to heaven on my own prayers? The priest replied, until you bring your wife, there's no further discussion. (laughs) He said, now my home was in bad shape. My wife was continually angry with me for leaving spiritism. So now the truth comes out. She's not ready to make any changes. And that's not his job to try to convince her to change. His job is to take care of his business with God while it's his business. Your salvation, your life with God, your ministry, nothing that God tells you to do depends on another person doing anything. You understand me? They can come or they don't have to come. They can receive or they don't have to receive. But you must go on with God. When your number's pulled, you got to know how to respond and definitely respond the right way to God. His home was in bad shape. His wife was continually angry with him for leaving spiritism. Well, she liked the perks. Number one, if you got a husband that's gone 12 to 16 hours a day, And bringing money and gifts and stuff, just dropping them home and keep hmm. No kooky, no cleany, no. Got me? He out in a trance somewhere. I can't find it. I don't know. He ain't come home for work yet. He's somewhere in a trance. Huh? No sweat on the girl whatsoever. And one day I arrived home and found that my wife with my daughter had deserted me and moved out of the house while I was at work and took all the furniture with them. I found my clothes lying on. We didn't all. We didn't all. This is, this is what's called the love hangover sale. Huh? And clothes and a piece of paper on the floor. That's all was left. See, the brother got a love hangover. He got a. Got to raise some money now. Said no human can ever know how desperate I felt. I went to a bar and drank three or four quarts of rum. But the spirits were so strong within me that they wouldn't let me get drunk. 
I repeated this for several days. In this condition, I visited my sister and she had pity upon me and kept me at her home. Praise God. Should have went there the first time. Huh? She took me to a Protestant church that she attended, but I did not like their teaching. They did not seem to meet my personal needs. So this man's smart enough to know what he needs. See, when you're under the spirit of repentance, you know what you need. You know when you have peace. You know when you've touched God. You know when you've gotten to the right place where they've given you the right thing so that you can get to know God. He said their main doctrine was keeping Saturday for worship rather than Sunday. So there's nothing but religion around him. He said, I was so full of rum, it didn't matter what day they kept. (laughs) Y'all can keep doomsday if you want to. I'm drunk. said, across the street from my sister's home was a full gospel church. The pastor became very interested in my situation. He was very kind to me. He would come over to the house and read the word of God to me and pray for my salvation. He continued this until I came into a glorious experience of knowing the true God as my Savior and not the devil. Then he prayed with me until I received the power of the Holy Ghost. He asked me to testify of my deliverance. This brought real joy to my heart. I began to win people to Jesus in the president's palace where I worked. Got me? So our boy Arlindo got himself straightened out and he got saved. And, you know, God's been glorified in his life. The blessing is that he did meet Dr. Summerall, who was able to write these things down so that other believers can understand them and get a an in-depth understanding about the dark side and, and the type of lifestyle that these people are commanded to live. It's really not a life at all. It's a life of slavery. And so it's good to to know that people can be led out of this. Of course, we know that. But oftentimes when we, we start to get to know people who live this way, they seem impossible. They seem too hard uh, to win or we get we shrug our shoulders and say well maybe I shouldn't witness to them or, or something like that but I believe that that God is putting people like this man on the edge of their deliverance all the time they're seeing the light of the gospel they're seeing what people uh, who are like them what type of life they live and how they're not free to do what they want to do I know on television they try to to show a a light normal side of these things but there's a very demanding dark side you know these uh, long island medium and people like that you know she looks like a normal housewife but under it all she's probably spending more time than this man almost talking to spirits and trying to get to know them and doing what they tell her to do and not crossing them and all this kind of stuff and so for those people it's not going to be pretty it's never pretty it's never a a pretty picture is never as much fun as they claim it is it's very uh demanding and very demeaning to live like that you know you're a human being made in the image of god how is another spirit realm holding you down and forcing you to say and do things that you suspect are not right you know are not right when they have to extract great sums of money from people 
You see people go and sell their household items or sell uh, things of value just to get contact with you or contact with the spirit world. You know, how does that make them feel? And so these things are, are very much... Uh, people need to be set free from them, very much need to be set free. So don't ever think that, you know, these people are having a bunch of fun all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's not that way. So we have the true story and we know what the answer is and we know that these people can live a better life if we would just preach the gospel, be there to give truth to them, give them truth that's relevant, um, allow them to share with us uh, their concerns, their fears, all of the things that concern them, challenge them with the truth of God's word. When you know God's word, just tell them straight up that that power that you're working under is not the power of God, because many of them feel that it is God that's talking to them and telling them the things that they're told. So but we know better and we know that there's darkness and we know that there's hell to pay if they don't come out of it, repent and come to a knowledge of the truth. So we're going to finish up uh, our lindo next week week i mean next month the rest of it but you're going to take your test now and then we're going to grade them and and we'll be done amen praise god amen thank you all right thanks don't forget the girls back in the